Hello and welcome to Day-to-Day -day Sports, where we give you the day-to-day -day breakdown that is not super set in stone. <laughs> we tend to jump back and forth between NFL, baseball, basketball, whatever's in season. Andrew Botwinick alongside Jenny James, and today we are going to go over the NFL Honors Awards. Now, the actual NFL Honors Awards will be held on February 2nd, and let's jump right into it. I guess we're going to start with MVP. Jenny, who you got? Top three. I know this is probably a shocker, but I'm obviously going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Chiefs fan, but I mean, how can you look at this kid and be like, wow, like he definitely deserves MVP. I don't know how anybody else could say otherwise. I mean, I know Drew Brees has been another uh, name thrown out there for this, but uh, just with what Mahomes has done this season, it has been pretty remarkable, and I, I yeah, he's my MVP pick. Yeah, they're able to throw left-handed, yeah. right-handed, <laughs> no-look passes, unorthodox throws. He's He's got everything that he's got in his arsenal, and I, there's not a player in the NFL that's more exciting to watch than than Patrick Mahomes. And I know you kind of touched on it. Drew Brees is another guy that's been in the in the conversation for a while just because of his completion percentage, sitting at 74% right now. But the biggest knock that he has is that he's not as consistent. He's got a couple games where he's had under 200 yards, and a lot of that has to do with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram mm -hmm. picking up some of the slack from him. But uh, if there was a third, who would you have as your third? Man, I really don't know because I just have been focusing on these two names for the longest time. But um, I know, was it Gurley was the other talk of yeah. possibly MVP? Yeah, yeah, early in the season, yep. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that would be my third, but with – Mahomes going 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, and it's like it seems like every time he throws the ball, it's just like an oh my gosh pass. Like, did he really just do that? You're like, that should not be possible, but he just did it. So, I think he's just had an incredible season. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, a third, you could throw even Aaron Donald in there. Mm -hmm. It's it's not like the third place is going to get too many votes anyway. It seems like Mahomes is pretty much wrapped it up, and Vegas agrees. They have Mahomes as the favorite, uh, minus 250, Breeze at plus 150. They didn't even have a third listed. Mm -hmm. um, so we both agree Mahomes for yeah. MVP. Mm -hmm. uh, next we have Coach of the Year. You know, again, I'm not saying this because I'm a Chiefs fan, but I think Andy Reid just totally went off this year. Um, huge improvements obviously from last season and I think going forward he has the opportunity to really build something special um you know obviously last night didn't go the way that they had hoped but um I think they can build off of this year and can be really good in the upcoming seasons but um also there's been a lot of talk of the Colts uh coach too yeah Frank Wright first mm -hmm. year coach Another one of those guys where it started off the season really rocky. I think it was a one in five mm -hmm. start, and then able to just kind of rally everyone together and make it to the playoffs. Pretty, pretty phenomenal season yeah, from him. Yeah, I think it's really exciting too, as, as you said, a first year head coach like to make it to the playoffs. That's that's impressive. Mm -hmm. I have um, for my favorite for this for coach of the year, uh, Chicago coach Matt Nagy. First season coming from the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs going to Chicago and kind of picking up where this team was a struggle offensively last year, Mitch Trubisky in his first season, not as great as you'd expect. And then to be able to get Khalil Mack and then bolster that defense up a little bit more, um, just a phenomenal coaching by Matt Nagy. And then to be able to lead them to the playoffs, they didn't really perform as well as he would have hoped in the playoffs, but to be able to get them that far even in this first season mm -hmm. along with what Frank Wright did, that's why the two of those guys are kind of neck and neck mm -hmm. in my opinion. 
And then throwing in a third name, I guess maybe Anthony Lynn, the Chargers mm-hmm. coach. Yeah. Kind of just being neck and neck with the Chiefs for yeah. the division. Yeah. I would say him and even maybe Sean McVay just because yeah. the Rams have <laughs> also another comeback. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it looks like Vegas says Matt Nagy as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's who they're leaning towards. They didn't give any odds or anything, but I think that's what they said. And then comeback player of the year, who you got for that one? I've heard a lot of talk of Andrew Luck. Um, obviously, like you said, they started off the season very rocky, and I think he kind of pulled the team together and rallied them back together. So I think that was kind of cool to see from him just because I know he has battled a lot of um, difficulties. So, yeah, I mean, I'd probably have to go with Andrew Luck on that one. Okay. Do you have a two and three or – um, I mean, I really haven't thought about it a whole lot, but um, I think J.J. Watt might be another good one just because obviously last season was devastating for him. So, I mean, that's really uh, – probably that's probably my number two, but I, luck would probably be my first one. Yeah, J.J. Watt, it seems like every single season he's hurt at the yeah. beginning of the <laughs> season after he has a couple really good games or he's hurt coming into the season mm-hmm. and then he'll come back and, like, just tear it up. Yeah. He's, every single every single season it seems like he comes back with some new bionic – bionic like robotic part yeah that just like <laughs> destroys everybody but um I also have luck in my list I think another guy that is very impressive um Andre Hall the Texan safety a little low profile of a guy because he didn't really he's not the star of any team he's not an Andrew Luck he's not JJ Watt mm-hmm. but back in September he was actually being treated for Hodgkin's lymphoma wow. and in December he was playing more than 30 snaps a game and I know that's it's 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 not a outstanding number but mm-hmm. for someone like Eric Berry that came right. back from cancer it took right. him a full year and even with the injury he had last yeah. season he still sat right. for the majority of this year and I think right. chemo has a lot to do mm-hmm. with that yeah but um Andre Hall is definitely a guy on my list I think they are going to give it to Luck though yeah. and that's what Vegas has right now um, Luck was one of those guys that snuck in there at the very tail end of the season for yeah. MVP and a couple guys gave him the award, and then Mahomes started to kind of take over right. at the very end of the season. Yeah. And then let's move on to Defensive Rookie of the Year. We're going to do AFC and NFC separate here, so we'll do uh, three picks for each division. Whew, um, I'd probably have to go with Darius, the Colts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's what the ringer is having. Like, everybody, that's what their pick is on here. Um, they also like the Cowboys. Um, Le- Leighton, is that his name? Oh, Leighton Vanderish. Leighton Vanderish, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching, like, their last game, and, yeah, he he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard finished um, leading the NFL in tackles, 163 tackles. Had seven sacks as well. And Vander Esch, I believe, was, yeah, he's third behind Blake Martinez. He had 140 tackles. Martinez with 144. And then I also had for the AFC, uh, Derwin James, the Chargers safety. Mm-hmm. 105 tackles as a safety. So played pretty much everywhere where they needed him to play. They asked him to play linebacker. He played that. Yeah. Edge rusher, he played that. Not a lot, but he had three and a half sacks. So, I mean, that's that's pretty decent numbers for a safety. Three picks as well. He's one of those guys that they can rely on. And then I also had for the AFC, uh, Bradley Chubb. Another yeah. one of those guys where uh, late in the season he got better as the temperature declined, it looked like. Yeah. 
So he had ended with 60 tackles, 12 sacks. Uh, and the 12 sacks actually tie him for 14th in the NFL. And he didn't play a whole lot at the beginning of the season. But alongside Von Miller, he kind of split time. And then looking at the NFC, Vander Esch, you already kind of yeah. hit on that. Um, I had Roquan Smith as well. That's another good one. For 121 tackles, had him for 13th in the league. Um, and they kind of utilized him. I kind of talked about that with, that with with Matt Nagy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, him and Khalil Mack just being able to be a force to be reckoned with. And then another guy that was kind of a sleeper, um, Jair Alexander from the Packers. 66 tackles, 11 pass defensed. He only had a single pick, but he did a lot of stuff behind the scenes, just being able to blanket cover every single receiver it looked like every single week. Yeah. I agree. And it looks like, according to Vegas, they have Darius Leonard as the favorite. I'm not sure. I, I think that's what you said Ringer yeah, has yeah. as well. Yeah, that's what the Ringer had. Yeah. And then, let's see, offensive side. Who you got for offensive rookie of the year? I know this one. It pains one's... me to say it, but I think Baker Mayfield is a very strong <laughs> option for this, even though, like I said, it pains me to say it. But um, I'd say Baker Mayfield and then – Barkley would be my backup probably for that. Okay. That's kind of what I was looking at, too. I think Vegas has Mayfield as the favorite as well, which is surprising because I know he had 3,700 yards, but Barkley at 1,300 yards rushing and then another 700 right. yards receiving. I can't remember the last time anybody's ever had 2,000 yards yeah. all-purpose between running back and – or between rushing and receiving. Right. But I also had for the AFC Philip Lindsay, another rookie this year that kind of took the NFL by storm. I love his backstory. Have you heard it? I have not. He so he grew up in Colorado. Um, did not get any offers other than to I believe Colorado University, not Colorado State. Mm -hmm. um, went there, played there. Didn't get any scouts looking at him. Didn't go to any draft days or anything. And then went undrafted, and the Broncos took a look at him, being from Colorado. Yeah. So they picked him up, signed him, and he actually asked, I think he got Terrell Davis's number or something and called him up and asked him if he could wear his jersey number because it's retired yeah. in Broncos. So they called him up, talked to him, gave him his backstory, and TD mm. loved him, and there, and that's why he has this same that's jersey. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I saw, I believe, on ESPN. Um, another guy in the AFC, I have Quentin Nelson, the guard for the Colts. I know it's not a lot of love for guards, but – He's been really, really consistent this whole season, and he's. I think he won a rookie of the month. Is either week or month. He won one, I believe, a couple months ago, and he was one of the. I think he was the first guard to ever win a player of the month or rookie of the month. Mm -hmm. And then NFC, you already said it, Barkley. Um, and the NFC is kind of smaller in terms of rookie production. I think the only other two guys that I would put in the same category as Barkley or even close to it would be um, Falcons Calvin Ridley 64 catches 100 or 821 yards 10 touchdowns and then Carolina's DJ Moore 55 catches um, 788 yards DJ Moore kind of caught off late at the end of the season but with Cam Newton not sure what's going to happen next year with him they're looking to get a new backup quarterback not sure if his shoulders keeping up with him and then the ringer also had uh, Nick Mullins, and they claimed that he was sneakily the best rookie quarterback of 2018. So I thought hmm. that was interesting, too. 
Yeah, I could see that. It didn't if he would have played the entire season, I think that there's a good chance that him and Baker would have been neck and neck for for rookie of the year. But with the way that he came in, I believe it was like week five, maybe. Yeah. It was in the, towards the middle of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's see, we have a couple more left here. Defensive player of the year. Who do you got for this one? I know the big one is Aaron Donald. And I mean, that's, yeah, that's across the board. That's what everybody has been saying, at least from mm-hmm. what I've seen. So I'd probably have to agree with that one. Yeah, 20 and a half sacks. Yeah. Is, that's going to get you pretty close to all but wrapped up. I think this says here the last time uh, anybody had 20 sacks in a single season was J.J. Watt in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it, I believe, in 2012 as well. And then I would honestly say the next closest guys are Khalil Mack, 12 and a half sacks, six fumbles. And then I would even throw Darius Leonard in there just for leading the NFL in tackles by like 20 tackles. Mm-hmm. There, there's not a whole lot. I think it's pretty much all but wrapped up to Aaron Donald. Right. But I don't know. Barring Barring any huge upsets, I don't think that – I think it's pretty much all but said. How many sacks did Chris Jones end up with? Do you know off the top of your um, head? I don't remember, actually. Let me look it up, though. I think it might have been in the teens. It was definitely in the teens because I think there was – I don't remember what his streak got to, but I know right. it was double digits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. That's postseason. I was about to say that doesn't seem right. While we're doing that, we can go ahead and talk about Offensive Player of the Year, if you want to go ahead and run that down. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think if – I think how it's going to play out, if Mahomes gets MVP, I think they'll give Drew Brees Offensive Player of the Year. I could see that happening. If, oh, you think they'll split? Yeah. I mean, I could see, like – yeah, if they do give MVP to Mahomes, I could see them giving Brees the Offensive Player of the Year. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. And Chris Jones, 15 and a half sacks. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he was third. Right, I knew he had a lot. <laughs> right behind J.J. Watt. Okay. Half a sack. Dang. Half sack behind him. But, yeah, I, I think that Breeze is definitely a guy that they'll throw in there for Offensive Player of the Year. I think that they might have Saquon Barkley yeah. in the conversation. I don't think they'll give it to him by any means. Um, but having, like I said earlier, 2,000 all-purpose yards from rushing and receiving is and being the main point of this of that Giants offense that was very, very bad this right. year. I think that's got to account for something. I know he'll probably end up getting second in Rookie of the Year, and it, they're not going to give it to Baker Mayfield here for Offensive right. Player of the Year. And I think even maybe Todd Gurley might be another one. Yeah. Possibly, but. He, he did fizzle out, though, at the end of the yeah, season. I think that hurt his case a lot. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll probably – go with Breeze with that one that's that's what I'm leaning towards yeah no I completely agree with you and we still got plenty of time here and it looks like we've went through every single award and Vegas has I didn't say it on the last one Vegas has for defensive player of the year um, Aaron Donald and then mm-hmm. they haven't really released much for offensive player of the year I would imagine Vegas would think that Mahomes would be the front runner for it mm-hmm. but that one I think is still kind of up for grabs they right. haven't I know Pro Football released that Mahomes won the MVP already, mm-hmm. but AP hasn't said anything. And I don't know if they've released if he was the Offensive Player of the Year. I would imagine it would Could probably be Could he grab both? Him. He might have. Let me see if they said anything. 
about that. They're talking about his uh, $200 million contract that he's supposed yeah. to be getting pretty soon. Is that, huh? next, is that after next year? Or I think that's um, approaching soon, though. Yeah, because this, this next season coming up will be his last rookie year contract. Right. Yeah. So he will have this next year and then expecting a big paycheck probably. Wow, yeah. Is that going to be more than um, Cousins? Mm-hmm. It'll be – it'll be Kirk Cousins? Um, let me see. Because he was the highest paid, wasn't he? I believe it was actually Matt Ryan. Because whenever Kirk Cousins signed it, he was the highest. And then I think Aaron Rodgers signed a contract literally like days later to beat that. And then I think Matt Ryan signed Hmm. one that was more. Let's see. And, yeah, it looks like Mahomes did win uh, two pro football um, MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. So it looks like they have him as the front runner as well. Yeah, you're right. It is Matt Ryan. I knew it was someone because I've looked it up. 19.25 million on the final year of his sixth year. So that's 103 million that he signed in July. And that and that's crazy because it's not like you wouldn't really put Matt Ryan in. No, he's a great quarterback, but you yeah. wouldn't really put him in like the money-making category no. of Aaron Rodgers Mm-mm. or Kirk Cousins for some reason, I guess. Yeah, I know. That kind of <laughs> shocked me when I saw that. I was like, okay. So will Mahomes be above that then? Because they're saying $200 million. So yeah. he's going to be the highest. If, if he does sign a $200 million oh contract, gosh. it will be the highest contract in NFL history. For any player. For any player. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it would definitely be incredible. And I know that um, salary-wise, the Chiefs are not – one of the highest they don't have as much money but I guess that's what happens when you can throw a sidearm pass and no look passes and left arm passes (laughs) yeah and the way that the way that it's been shaping out I have a feeling that the chief because this is a contract year for D Ford so D Ford's probably going to get a decent decent contract this year as well Um, I believe the Chiefs yesterday said that coming into the offseason, I think Tyreek Hill's rookie contract will be done as well, and he's supposed to be slated to make the most money for a wide receiver as well. Hmm. So with that, with those two guys wanting a big chunk of money, I have a feeling that that means that if they give them the money at least, Justin Houston, who's making like almost $20 million a year, and possibly Eric Berry could be on the outs for Kansas City, I would imagine if Barry doesn't get a contract with the Chiefs, he might try and take a step back and coach. Because mm-hmm. I know, oh shoot, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, a couple of the younger corners for the Chiefs have said that um, that Barry has been a huge coach right. for them. With Sutton obviously having yeah. some yeah. Sutton qualities, <laughs> but mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was Traverius Ward was one of those guys that yeah. said that Barry mentored him. Right. Yeah, because he's a he's a rookie, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is this is his first year in the majors because I know the Chiefs traded for him from the Cowboys okay. practice squad. Yeah, a I think we traded a offensive lineman to the Cowboys, and he ended up getting hurt for the rest of the season after we traded him. Oh wow! But Traverius Ward got up and onto the roster since all the corner drama that the Chiefs have had yeah. this season. Hasn't been great. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it Barry's con? Wasn't it contract for like seven years? 
or something like that? Um, I would have to double check on that. Let me see real quick. I know he still has a couple of years, but they might try and restructure that. It was six, six years, $78 million contract. Yeah. yeah that so was in 2017. Yeah, so, so he's, he's locked he's... up till 22. So he's got, yeah. what is that, three, four, four years mm-hmm. left. So, yeah, they might try and look to restructure his contract or if he if he decides to retire because I know mm-hmm. he only played two or three games this season. I'm not saying that's going to be an option because it looked like he looked pretty well last night. He looked yeah. like he was yeah. back in action. Yeah, and a lot of people were giving him a hard time with the that really long pass at the end there to Gronk, but it's like it's Gronk. Like mm-hmm. who who can guard like really like Oh, and that's it. And that was, was a, his that was his first slip up the entire game. Yeah, and I mean it wasn't like I, I really want to say it wasn't a huge slip up just because that's a really hard matchup. Like who could have guarded him better? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that was just a really tough matchup, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good way to put it. Who could have guarded him yeah, better? Exactly. He was right there. So, you look I at mean, the Chiefs roster. That there's the only, nobody that yeah. it could have been a lot worse. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. I think the only other guy that that would have been able to put up a little bit of a the, of a similar fight would have been Dorian O'Daniel, but he yeah. was not even he didn't even play. No, he, didn't. he was out. I think that would have been. Yeah, I mean Nelson got burnt all night. Ward got burnt all night. It's like. I don't know who else you would have wanted to guard Gronk. <laughs> Man's a monster, so. Yeah, the only other guy that I think that would have played, that played yesterday, that could have even put up a similar fight would have been Sorensen. Yeah, I know. He I had don't... a heck of a game last night. Mm-hmm. Sorensen's one of those guys that are iffy, though. Yeah, sometimes he does what he did last night, and sometimes you don't hear his name called at all. So that's what's really inconsistent, and I feel like that's, the theme for the Chiefs defense this year was inconsistency. Yeah. Yeah, they I believe were ranked 31st in terms of yards and points and I know it improved a little bit in the postseason, but they always say defense wins championships and They can also lose them too. Yeah. <laughs> like we saw. Yeah, exactly. The first two defenses, Ravens and the Bears, I believe were first and second in yards and points and they were out in the first rounds. Yeah. But that being said, um, I guess we'll go ahead and recap the championship rounds. So the NFC, quite a game, yeah. quite a game. It was intense. <laughs> Came down down to the wire and yeah. one missed flag. Did you think it was pass interference? Yeah, I do. Um, it was pretty bad no call. A uh, lot of backlash on social media with those refs. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that they missed a call, and I think they admitted to missing it after yeah, the they game. Yeah, they did. I was going to say, Sean Payton's post-game interview, I think he said something about it. Yeah. But a heck, a heck of a heartbreak for the Saints, but that means that the Rams will be into the Super Bowl and onto the AFC side. I know we kind of just been talking about it for a little bit, Chiefs-Patriots. Yeah. Is a great game. I know they both games went into OT. I think that said that was the first time that yeah. it has ever happened. Yeah, in NFL history, first time. Yeah, I think that just kind of proved that just kind of goes to show that like these are these, the best teams. Yeah, these four yeah. teams. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even back, shoot, I want to say week six, week seven, you could have picked these teams out and said these are the best teams in the NFL. 
these teams will get a shot to play in the yeah. Super Bowl. And I'm glad it panned out that way because it, it would have been really bad to see even the Patriots lose to the Chargers or something mm-hmm. and know that that team was a team that could that could compete for the right. Super Bowl and to get beat out like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was really exciting to watch both of the games just because you could just tell how hard both, like, they were fighting and how much all of the teams that played yesterday wanted it bad. And that, that's made it really exciting. You, can just, you could just feel, like, the passion from all the teams that played. And unfortunately, there was a couple heartbreaks, but that's just part of the game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that after the AFC Championship game that they're going to try and look at changing the overtime rules to see – try and make it maybe more like college to at least give Mahomes a shot or anybody in that position later on? That's exactly what, actually what I said after uh, last night's game. I was very frustrated with the overtime rules because I just I don't agree with a coin toss making the end of the like that's that's the result of the game like I I don't agree with that at all. I think both teams should get a chance to have their offense on the field. I know they're like well they they could have came out earlier and it shouldn't have came down to that and all that but at the same time it's like okay well this is what it is now and I don't I don't like the sudden death first team that scores like a touchdown wins I just don't agree with that and um I don't know I don't know if they're gonna go and change it because when when did they change that rule because it wasn't always like that right I know it was because it used to be this it was fairly recent I believe yeah I want to say like the past like two three years maybe that that this rule has been like this but I just don't I don't think it gives a fair opportunity because if you lose the coin toss then you basically just lost the game unless your defense obviously gets a stop and either forces a turnover or a field goal otherwise you're kind of (laughs) screwed yeah and I'm looking it up right now to see when they changed it I see a lot of 2012 which which I think is roughly, yeah, 2012 is when they changed it okay, to yeah. make it where it was. And I know <laughs> Googling it, it pulls up a lot of what we're talking about now, the Chiefs-Patriots game, yeah. and saying that they need to change it again. Right. And I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think that they need to – I don't necessarily think it should be more like college where each team starts at like the 10-yard line yeah, and goes no, back. I don't – I think they need that. to just – play out almost another quarter yeah that's what I was exactly saying I I think they should be given a set amount of time and when the time is up whoever is leading wins like Mm -hmm. I don't see why we have to do this oh whoever scores a touchdown first wins I just I don't that doesn't make sense to me at all yeah because at that point you and especially in a in a postseason game where you can't end in a tie I don't see why they would even have a clock running there's no point in having a clock running if the time doesn't, if both te- if one team is going to get the ball, and then if they score a touchdown, it's game over. If they get a field goal, the other team has a chance. There's no point in having right. a clock even right. at that point. No, there's not. I just it's it's really upsetting because it's like, you know, Mahomes didn't even get a chance. I know was was it in overtime where we had the inter- where the Chiefs had the interception, but they were offsides. Was that overtime? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I know we could have had an opportunity there, but at the same time we messed up or they messed up and Mahomes didn't even get to come out on the field. So mm-hmm. I just don't think that's a fair opportunity at all. Yeah. And I think giving Brady the ball in crunch time is. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it would have been the exact same if it was flipped as well. Too, yeah. If the Chiefs would have right. got ball first. Right. I'm sure there would have been a lot of Patriots fans if the Chiefs would have came down and scored exactly. a touchdown. Exactly. And that's, that's like what I was saying earlier. The coin toss decided the results of that game. Which, which is ironic because I think the Chiefs went 
on a 12-game coin toss winning streak or oh, something wow. like that. It got to the point where that was making headlines almost as much as yeah, I remember Patrick that. Mahomes was. Yeah. So for them, to, for them to lose that coin toss and inevitably lose the game as well. But that means that the Patriots, Rams, and the Super Bowl, so who you got for that one? I really, <laughs> I really don't want to root for the Patriots just because – it's like Golden State, you know? It's like mm-hmm. it's the same team over and over and over, and I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of seeing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Um, so I'll probably have to go with the Rams just because it, I want somebody new. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah. I saw right before we came in here a, a statistic that said that Tom Brady's been in more Super Bowls by hit. Like Tom Brady has been in more Super Bowls. Then the entire Steelers franchise has won, um, and like the steel or the Steelers and Cowboys were like number one and number two. So like everybody down that list, like Tom Brady has been in more Super Bowls than teams have been in wow. more Super in Super Bowls. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Do you think he's gonna retire after this one? Or you think he's got? <sighs> that's that's where it's that's where it's iffy because I will root for the Patriots if that means Belichick or Brady right off into the sunset on it because I think that's what would have happened if the mm-hmm. if the Saints would have won. I think if the Saints would have won the Super Bowl, Drew Brees would would head off into retirement cuz I don't think he's 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 a great athlete and he's a great quarterback still, yeah. but he's only got a couple more years left right. and I think that if he wins the Super Bowl, that's when he'll call it quits. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm starting to get the feeling that Tom Brady's pretty close to that as well, but How old is he? I think he's I think they said yesterday he was 41. I think him and Breeze are both in their 40s almost. But I just don't think the Patriots have a backup. They don't have a backup option that's that's going to be well enough. So maybe that's something that they look forward to, that they look for in the draft. Yeah, I agree because, I mean, who even is their backup? Because it used to be Garoppolo when they traded him. Right. It used to be... Hoyer? Yeah, Hoyer, I guess, would be their, their other option now because I know they had Kobe Brissett and then they traded him away. Hmm. Yeah, they'll probably need to start looking for a new quarterback because I think it's time for old Brady to retire. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I think that he's done pretty much everything that has ever been needed of him ever. Yeah, <laughs> and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that by the time he retires, they he will inevitably be the greatest quarterback of all time. And I think that he'll edge out Manning just barely. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he's definitely right up there with him. I think that if, especially if he wins this year, I think that having six Super Bowl victories kind of edges him out over a bunch of quarterbacks. Right. Because I know season or regular season statistic wise, he's he's very on par with a lot of the greats. But once you get into the postseason, I think Tom Brady kind of evolves into a different breed of of player. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's why. Whenever I saw that they beat the Chargers, I was like, oh, no. Because I had some confidence with the Chargers because we, we split with them. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Brady in postseason is scary. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we we saw yesterday. And a lot of it is he doesn't even have to do a lot of it. He's got – because Sony Michelle had over 100 yards rushing, and that does not yeah. happen often for them. They, they had Michelle – he broke 100 one game this season – and it was the first time since like early 2000s that they had had a rusher over 100 yards. So for him to for him to be able to rely on other offensive right. weapons as well, right? Because I know 
against the Chargers, James White, their other running back, had like 15, 16 catches, which is a record as well. So he's without having a lot of options. He's got Gronk, Edelman. Right. He's got Chris Hogan, who's occasionally has a good game. Right. James White, and then there's really not a lot now that Josh Gordon's not on that team. Yeah, yeah. When I when I look at the Patriots' offense and the Chiefs' offense, I think they are very similar, and I think that if the Chiefs' offense keeps that core together, I think that they could get to that level that the Patriots' offense has been at if they keep, you know, the Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek. Um, is it Williams? Is that the new running yeah, back? Yeah, both Williams. If they, if they keep that core, I think once they get more familiar with each other, they get more experienced together, I think that they could play at that caliber level that the Patriots' offense has been playing at year after year. Yeah, no, I I was telling someone the other day that if the Chief, the Chiefs need to keep Mahomes, they need to keep Kelsey, and they need to keep Hill. I was like, Watkins has been great, yeah, but he's not one of those guys that has been in Kansas City and right. has has been a part of this team for as long as he has. And I'm not knocking on Watkins. It's just I if I have had to choose between Tyree Kill or Sammy Watkins, it's no question. I'm, I'm picking Tyree <laughs> yeah. Kill ten times out of ten because because right. of what he brings to the table, right. being able to run the ball, uh, catch the ball, return right. the ball. He can even throw the ball if they asked him to. Yeah. <laughs> I think he threw a pick whenever – I think they've had some trick plays where he's done some of that stuff, but but I digress. But, yeah, having the ability to have those guys, that would be so much more beneficial. Right, right. I agree. So you got the Rams for the Super Bowl, you think? Yeah, yeah, I just don't want to cheer for the Patriots again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's It's going to be tough. I don't – I feel like I can't root against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, but if I if my my heart tells me the Rams are going to win it, yeah. But everything else tells me the the Patriots are going to do some Patriots stuff, <laughs> exactly. And they're going to go into that Super Bowl and they're going to win it. Yeah, yeah. That's why you look at their regular season and postseason. It's like a different team, honestly. Like yeah. The Patriots in playoffs they're a whole new Patriots. Like Tom Brady just flips a switch and they, it's a scary switch. Yeah. They, they truly go into the postseason zero and zero mentality. Yeah, and they do. Every statistic that they've ever had gets thrown out of the water. Yep. And I know we talk a lot about it on WSK and other, like our other sports shows and stuff. And it coming into it, it's just you, it's, they're so unpredictable. Yeah, they are. And that's what makes them very scary and dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Cause a lot of it, you can scout and do a lot of it. Right. Cause I saw yesterday, they were having Brian Hoyer uh, imitate Patrick Mahomes at practice this this week, and they had some unnamed speedy receiver imitating to be Tyreek Hill. And, I mean, it worked. Tyreek yeah. Hill had, like, only – I think he only had one catch. Yeah. A couple more maybe. He might have had right. another one or two at the in, in the fourth quarter yeah, to overtime. Yeah, it was really Watkins that had a couple big ones and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. Really, we didn't really see much of Tyreek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, and that's something that – Maybe the Chiefs need to look forward to going on. I know yeah. the offensive line giving up a couple sacks here and there and a lot more pressure than Mahomes was used to. And I, maybe right. that was maybe that's something that the Chiefs need to look at to now. Right. I know I don't even remember I don't know if Duvernay Tardif was playing yesterday. I don't think he was. Yeah, I don't think he was either. Because I know mm-hmm. that he was cleared, but I don't think he got in because this is the first week he's been back right. since he's been cleared. Yeah. But so we'll see. Rams Rams Patriots Super Bowl I believe 53 on February 3rd. I think that's about all we got time for. So we will be back for the second installation of Day to Day next week possibly. We'll see. <laughs>